Halito, and welcome to Native Chalk Talk, a podcast by Natives for all. Here, we're keeping our Native ancestors' stories and history alive while also sharing with you our Native cultures, traditions, and more. I'm Rachel Youngman, a Choctaw originally from Anadarko, Oklahoma. I hope you'll enjoy this journey with me as we learn from our Native American guests. And stay tuned for the end of each episode where we'll talk about some great ways to support Native causes and or Native-owned businesses. Let's get started. So I'm sitting here with Taylor and Britt Musgrave. I'm super excited to speak with our Canadian friends today. So welcome to both of you. Um, Tell us where you live today and are you originally from there? Let us hear more about you and your world there in Canada. Um, So I'm Taylor. Uh, I'm currently residing out in uh, Parksville, British Columbia on uh, Vancouver Island. Um, I'm originally from a small community back in Ontario called Hiawatha First Nation. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to be here and get the chance to talk and share a little bit of stories from from my wife and I about what we do as for for a business. Cheers to that. All right. How about you, Britt? Um, so I'm Brittany Musgrave. I am from um, Wasoxing First Nation. It's a little island off of Georgian Bay in Perry Sound, Ontario. And I am currently residing in Parksville, British Columbia um, on Vancouver Island. And yeah, it's a bit about myself. I just picture it as being absolutely beautiful there. Why don't you describe your surroundings? I assume it's pretty, right? Yeah. So we are actually surrounded by an ocean and um, we are on an island. And also mountains, many mountains. Wow. Wow. And it rains constantly in the winter. Does it? <laughs> no, Does it no snow, snow, I assume, too, or just rain? No, no snow, very seldom. Wow. Man, I'm going to have to take a trip up there. You guys <laughs> yeah. have a, an extra couch for me or something? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm really excited to hear more about some of these, um, you know, natural medicines that you guys work on. And, um, I was looking at some stuff about your store. I'm just enthralled in some of the things that you're doing today. So tell us how you got into what you're doing today, these natural medicines. Well, um, so Aguadi Goa supplies is actually, um, a Mohawk based company, Um, I created this business hmm, probably about five to six years ago now. And um, what interests me about it was um, you don't see a lot of um, natural medicines being made for our people across Turtle Island. Mm. Um, I really took an interest to um, our one product. It is Bear Grease. Um, So it helps with a lot of um, stuff. So like uh, eczema. Uh, psoriasis, a lot of skin rashes, um, hair growth, hair thinning, a lot to do with the hair. So it helps with basically anything and everything. Um, so it's not an over-counter medication. So if you use lots, if you use less, it will not harm you in any way. Yeah, that's basically a bit about uh, what the business is. Um, obviously the name there. Um, so our Gwadi Goa, it's a uh, big bear. So yeah, big bear supplies. And yeah, that's basically a bit about. Yeah, I love that. Big Bear Supplies and Aguari Goa. Hopefully I said that correctly. So we'll definitely be sure to um, 
share a little bit later about how people can find your product and learn more about y'all. Super exciting. And the fact that, you know, you mentioned psoriasis and eczema and all that. I was looking at your Facebook page the other day. It was good to see people sharing some of their photos of the before and afters. Are there other products that, that you sell there at your store as well? Yeah, we sell um, chaga, um, cedar, sweetgrass, um, diamond willow fungus. There's a lot of um, medicinal that we sell here. And where do you where do you gather those? Are you are you going out and seeking some of those? I know the bear part, which we need to talk about here in just a moment. You're going <laughs> out and gathering. Everyone wants to know. Um, but for the other products, are you gathering those yourself as well, or going and seeking those from suppliers? How does that work? Oh, uh, my husband and I, we um, go picking ourselves. You must live in an area where those resources are plentiful, right? Oh, definitely. Yes. Wow. A little traveling here and there. Sometimes we have to go out yeah. of problem. Right. Someone's like, I have the flu. Oh, hold on. We got to take a day trip. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of ailments can you help with, like, can you help with a cold or an infection in the skin? I know you talked about eczema and that kind of thing, but, but let's say I come into your store and I'm like, I have the worst cold, help me. What would you recommend? Um, so I'd recommend chaga. So you can make, um, a tea with chaga. So there are chaga chunks. So what you do is you put them in a, um, kettle or a boiling, boiling pot or whatever. And it, yeah, it basically is a tea. Okay. Um, Like you said, uh, uh, various elements and illness from helping build up your immune system. It fights cancer as well, um, helps diabetes, sore joints, arthritis, slows down your aging process. I mean, <laughs> oh, can I have like a, a whole bucket of that? <laughs> There's um. So it's like helps with kidneys. Um, it boosts your energy. It's anti-aging. Uh, it's an anti-inflammatory and much more. So, wow. Yeah. So how do, what, what is chaga? Is it a, a root, an herb? So chaga, it, um, it grows on the outside of uh, birch trees. So essentially um, what happens is the tree gets scarred um, from, you know, just the elements and everything like that. And that mm-hmm. scarring causes a growth. And then as it grows, um, it'll kind of darken on the outside. So it almost looks black. And then inside, it's almost like, um, it's honestly, it's a fungus is what it is. It's, yeah. um, it's a type of fungus that grows on the outside. It takes quite a while to grow and it's super hard to find because, you know, statistically speaking, one in every 1300 birch trees is going to have chaga on it and they all vary in sizes. So oh, wow. sometimes you get a small piece, other times <laughs> you'll get a ginormous chunk you know a good 25 30 pound chunk off of it that you can break down and everything like that and um yeah it's really good we've had a lot of success for uh some of our clients and it's just been uh it's been awesome to see people getting better and you know yeah must feel good you're doing good work out there well (laughs) and i like i said i i need to take a note on the um chaga uh the anti-aging process as you mentioned uh, but when you think about all these things that uh, we're just using this as an example, the, the chaga helps, how did you know that? Like, is it something that passed down from your family members or from your tribe? How, how do you know? Basically we just tried, um, everything ourselves. 
Um, we've also heard about it, like, um, you know, through social media and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, basically they always say, you know, if you start your own business, uh, medicinal wise, you have to try it before you sell it, you Smart. know? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So speaking of a uh, history of how to learn different remedies and what works, we've got to delve into the bear grease thing. So where did you learn that? How, how did you learn it? Are you tackling the bear and getting the, <laughs> <laughs> retrieving your product and then leaving? Like, how does that work? Um, so basically um, how it all started was <laughs> I started hunting seven years ago. Um, you started hunting the bear. Yes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. First to ever, like for me, you know, was the first ever hunt. Um, I don't really want to mention any names or anything because I'm not really comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, yeah, I started hunting seven years ago and I've learned from said person. Um, so I've, I actually use um, a compound ball to hunt black bear. I don't like using fire. Really? Yeah. That's just amazing. Case, you know, because um, if you burst the wrong thing, then you're going to, the whole bear is going to be no good. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's basically so, it. <laughs> so you go out there and you find what kind of bear is it out? In, I assume it's somewhere in your area, right? Yeah. So basically, we go back to Ontario to hunt black bear because that's where our treaty area is. Okay. Um, we have no um, caps. We have no. We don't need a license or anything like that. Fantastic. So yeah, just basically, so we don't get in trouble, you know? Right. Definitely. Yeah. What kind of what kind of bear is out there? Like in Ontario or mm-hmm. uh, black bear. Okay. And if you were looking for bear grease, is that the ideal bear or is that, is, yes. is bear grease just bear grease or is it, Hey, black bear is the best for what we're doing. I mean, bear grease is bear grease. Like we've never tried any other uh, okay. bear grease besides black bear. Um, I'd be kind of too chicken to hunt grizzlies or, you know, polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> I, but still I'm sitting here going, even a black bear. <laughs> I'm so impressed. That is one for the girls team. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. So, okay. So tell me what a day looks like when you're out to go, you know, take this, this bear and you got your compound bow, get up in the, in the morning early, or how does it all work? Um, so yeah, you can get up at uh, the crack of dawn. You can, um, uh, you can actually bait them. Um, so you a big, one of those big, uh, blue barrel buckets. Um, they like anything, they like anything sweet. So you can grab <laughs> like a donuts and throw them in there You can grab <laughs> or oysters or just anything like mm. bears will eat anything. <laughs> That's um, so funny. It's like my dog. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter, honey. That's so cute grab some donuts. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So you All right. So not- you- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, you can set up a tree stand and then that's how you would, you know, bait them in and stuff like that. And then, so how big of a, what's the biggest one you've gotten so far? Um, the biggest bear that I've gotten, um, was a 900 pounder. Wow. Uh, and it stood probably about nine feet tall on his hind legs. Oh my gosh. It was a huge one. <laughs> wow. And is there any part of you that's afraid during that process or? 
Um, very much so. Um, as there <laughs> in my times of hunting, um, I've actually been charged by one bear. Oh, what'd you my do? St- my stupidity, I put on vanilla perfume, oh. not knowing that, you know, the, <laughs> the anything like that had to do with, you know, they've been right. liking sweets or anything. So that's basically how I found out they liked sweets because, you know, one oh. charged at me and I was like, <laughs> learn by, you know, messing up. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I do smell good. <laughs> I'm attracting bears for heaven's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Gotta love that vanilla. <laughs> yeah. So were you by yourself? No, I wasn't. That's good. All right. I'm th- picturing the bear charging you. What did you do? Um, besides poop my pants. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the history of native chalk talk, <laughs> Say, I heard somebody say poop their pants. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, right. Besides poop your pants, what else did you do? Laid on the ground and cussed every word there was in the dictionary. <laughs> oh my God. So that was probably you knew to do that, to just lay on the ground. Is it what they say is true? Like trying to play dead or? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't play you are dead. <laughs> Oh my God. I honestly, like, I, I think even if I had full training on what to do, if a bear charges you, I think I'd still just run and scream. I, I don't think I'd do anything smart. So what'd you do then? Um, so, well, actually before, cause when I laid on the ground, it was all after everything was done. Like, oh, cause okay. you, the realization, like, holy crap, I just got charged by a bear. <laughs> right you know, the person that was with me stomped, like basically was on this thing and then stomped, made a real loud noise. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, if you scare them or if you know, Hey, Hey, or you yell at them, then they'll stop because like, oh. they don't bar. Right. So basically right. they, uh, get defensive or, you know, if you're around something they like or their food or whatever, they'll do anything to protect what's theirs. Mm-hmm is their natural temperament it's their natural habitat um yes I was actually questioned by a few people because we got it on video yeah so um I was actually questioned like how are you not scared like how can how are you back there like how are you still doing what you do after everything that's happened so basically you can't think about it um like being scared I mean yeah some people that don't have the experience much experience as I do Mm -hmm. um will be scared and won't ever do it again. But um, unfortunately not me, you know, I'm still back out there still hunting the bears because it's just, they're, they're doing their job. Exactly. And- How, does it take just one arrow typically if you hit the bear in the right place? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, oh my gosh, how do you get it back? Um, it- You could use a game cart. Um, you can use a wheelbarrow. Uh, you can use a stroller. I mean, I've tried to use a stroller because <laughs> I didn't have anything at the time. And it looked pretty funny to me, you know, because you strap <laughs> it in. <laughs> this is my baby. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So yeah, you got to get back, get it back however you can. And again, much respect to the bears. Um, so then 
once you get it back to your home, back when you drive back home and all that, what do you do with it at that point? And I don't, you don't feel like you have to share your secret sauce or anything, but, um, yep. in general, what are you doing? Um, so basically we load it up in the truck. Um, we take it back home, but you know, like when we go hunting, obviously in Ontario, cause we live in BC now, um, from like how I started was, um, cause I had this big cooler in the back of my house. It was a, probably maybe like a 10 foot tall cooler mm-hmm. by 20, um, feet long. So, you know, it was, it was almost like a freezer. So you could put the bear in there, turn on okay. the freezer and it would be frozen. Cause I find like skinning the bear and taking the fat off when it's frozen, it's a lot better than doing it oh. when it's okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> and then are you able to, do you eat the bear meat as well or give that out to friends or how does that work? Yeah, so we do both. We eat it ourselves, um, make just about anything, burgers. We make uh, stew. Stew's my favorite. I absolutely mm. love stew. Nice. Give it out to family or just anything. Yeah, do you? I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever had bear. Is it like a darker meat, probably? Yeah, and it's not as gamey <clears throat> as or deer. Oh, okay. okay. So if I open up a jar of your bear grease, is it... Yes goopy stuff or is it it's actually um very soft it's like um a lotion okay Um, so basically what happens and actually this is a good idea to explain on how we basically um do it but not go right into detail because we we get a lot of questions on why is it so white why is there no odor you know yeah a lot of people saying that this isn't bear grease so sometimes I have to send them a picture of like us making it wow (laughs) it looks like um so basically um what we do is we put the fat because it's full of meat and it's full of blood and it's disgusting I absolutely hate rendering it like um so what happens is we put the fat in the pot and um we render it we render it probably like what, hun? Seven times. Seven times. Wow. Um, we strain it. So we use a cheesecloth mm-hmm. and then we render it again and render it again and strain it again. Like we strain it probably about three to four times to take that excess meat and blood out. So this will last up to a year on the shelf. Um, if you were to just render it normally, it would probably last up to maybe two months on shelf. Um, because yeah, the bear meat, if you leave the bear meat and the blood in there, that's what causes a yellow tinge to it and the odor. Oh, okay. So that rendering, it might take more time, but you're really getting a nice quality grease from it. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. It's so much better than, than most people. Yeah. And the fact that you're not putting something on your skin that stinks, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's always good too. And that's something good for our listeners to know if, if you're going to partake in this, you can just know that it's almost like, like she said, putting a lotion on your face, or I think you said you can ingest it. You can put it topically, all those kinds of things. So yeah. Yeah. And so what are most people using it for and how are they ingesting it typically? Um, so basically most of our customers, we use it, well, they use it for, I use it too, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, are, um, using it for eczema. 
uh, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's cleared from when the time they get it to the time mm-hmm. they stop using it, it's cleared within a week. Oh my goodness. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, and then some people cook with it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's be ingesting it. Did you know, I know some of the other things you're like, oh, we're just trying different things and seeing what works. But did you know when you started the bear grease process that what it could be used for, was that passed down to you by the person that taught you? Yes. Wow. So do you think that that goes back quite a ways with your culture? Definitely. Definitely. Um, bear grease is, is one of our biggest hits. Um, when we post it there on the um, shop indigenous site, mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of inquiries. Um, last week, I think we did anything up to 500 orders. Oh my gosh. How are you keeping up with that? <laughs> Tell me you have help. <laughs> like your family pitches in. <laughs> yeah, it's just the two of us. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So should I tell our listeners to like go easy on you? Like maybe no. by just one a month. <laughs> we, we love helping um, our people, you know, like That's if it great. helps them heal and stuff like that, then we love it. Completely. I just think it's interesting though. And I think our listeners will too, that there's so many things that we've lost. For instance, I'm Choctaw. My ancestors came over during the trail of tears here in the U S from Mississippi. And there was a time when we had lost a bunch of our culture, like stickball used to be a big thing in Mississippi for the Mississippi Choctaw, but eventually some Mississippi Choctaw started coming over to Indian territory to now Oklahoma, which is where uh, the tribe was moved to during the trail of tears. And when they came over, they were like, we don't even recognize you guys. What are you doing? We need to teach you stickball. How have you lost your art of playing stickball? And how have you forgotten how to cook this and that? So they had to bring back a lot of the culture and it still has morphed over time and into its own thing. So that the Oklahoma Choctaw and the Mississippi Choctaw are still slightly different in different ways. Like one of them has one extra ruffle on the dress or um, some of the dialect has changed. Of course, it, it makes sense that it happens. Um, but the point is, is just, I, I think it's interesting how there's a lot of tribes who have lost that art of say, here are some healing elements from a bear, for instance, and here that could go back centuries for your, for your nation, for your tribe. Yeah, for sure. Well, what other things do you want our listeners to know about healing natural medicinal remedies? Um, don't, don't be scared to give it a try. I mean, a lot of people like yours, like we were talking about earlier before we started, um, like to go the pharmaceutical route. Cause you know, that's, that's what the thing is, you know, like, we're used I, to. Yeah. yeah. You know what the doctor says goes, um, don't be afraid to, to give it a try. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess to each their own, you know, we can't tell people how to make their choices or what choices to make, but um, give it a try. I mean, we've had a lot of clients who have tried numerous pharmaceutical products, um, <clears throat> you know, over the counter stuff that aren't working like uh, for the eczema and the psoriasis. A lot of people use um, that steroid cream. Mm-hmm. And- for them but you know all their friends used it and it worked for them and then they try our our products out and a week later they're like can't believe it's gone and you know i've been suffering for years so you know give it a try mm-hmm. if it's 
emergency, go see a doctor. Like if you're having a heart attack, don't message us. We're not going to be able to get it. <laughs> the bear grease is not going to fix that. <laughs> so how can people find you? Uh, do you have a website? I know you have a Facebook. Why don't you share that with us? Um, so we do have uh, just our Facebook page for right now. It's um, Oguarigo Supplies. If you want, we can uh, send you the page link. Maybe you can throw yeah. it up. And you mentioned earlier before we hopped on this recording that you guys were headed on a 52 hour road trip or something. Yeah. Wow. Well, be safe. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> actually where you, where you are, I bet that would be a beautiful road trip. It is nice. All right. So I'm going to make sure that I put that information on my native chalk talk Facebook page. So everyone can find you and be able to look through your products and and get some ideas and be able to see those before and after pictures and get to know you all a little bit better too. And in the meantime, as you know, I created native talk talk so that our people can share their ancestral stories and their tribal history, culture, and traditions. And in that case, would y'all be willing to share a little bit about your families? Sure. I have two families. Mm-hmm. So one from my dad's side, one from my mom's side. So I'm um, OG Cree. So I'm Ojibwe and Cree. Um, my name before marriage was uh, Brittany and Ashni Panaskam Pegmagabo. So um, Ashni Panaskam is from my dad's side mm. and Pegmagabo is from my mom's side. That's why I was glad I uh, married Taylor because <laughs> not only does he make me sound white, but you know. <laughs> You're like Musgrave. Everybody can spell that. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Taylor, did you know she just wanted you for your last name? <laughs> I had a hunch. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basically um it. So my dad and uh, my other side of the family was they're from Callstock, so Thunder Bay Thunder Bay area. Um again, my Pegmagabo side is from um Wasoxing First Nation. Okay, well Taylor, w- what can you tell us about Anything you want to or feel comfortable sharing about your family, your nation there? Um, so, yeah, I'm from, a, like I said before, I'm from a little community uh, in southern Ontario. We're located on uh, Rice Lake. Um, you know, our my, my people were mostly, you know, hunters, fishers. Um, mm-hmm. And as the name suggests, we did a lot of uh, wild racing. So wild uh-huh. racing on the lake um and you know you go out there in your canoe and everything and you get the wild rice bring it home process it and you know that was main consistency for diet back then was a lot of Uh, wild yeah uh, foraging and everything like that um yes and i mean i'm lighter skinned so (laughs) growing up Growing up on the res wasn't always the easiest. (laughs) Right. It's like, where do I fit in? (laughs) And then going around all these other communities throughout Ontario was always a struggle too, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you don't fit the part. (laughs) Right. Right. You're like, uh, I have all these traditions and culture built into me, but yet I fit in more looks wise with someone, you know, this other culture. I always just say I'm a spy <laughs> <laughs> for both sides. My dad's, um, I always like to say dark as night. My mom was red hair, white skin, blue eyes. And yeah. I got, a lot, I got a lot of her traits. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
getting to be able to to do natural mm-hmm. medicines and you know travel around for work and Goose everything goes. like that is it's been awesome mm-hmm. I mean just like I want to just be at home for a day but then you know you realize <laughs> right doing things. I think the hardest part uh for Brittany and myself has been uh dealing with the and I'll quote Karen's, the Karen's people. stay away from the bear grease just go home yeah <laughs> yeah we just have to remind people you know you you're not paying because a lot of people are like oh medicine should be gifted all we're asking for funds for is to help us with you know getting the jars the the hydro that it costs us because our hydro bill is pretty crazy because we're always <laughs> we've always got a stove going um you know our shipping supplies that the shipping in itself actually it just went up a little package to vancouver which is 20 minutes from here by boat oh wow we just uh we just kind of tell them you know like see it from our side and most times when we explain it people are like okay i can see that i mean i just tell them you know we aren't if we aren't able to go get it we can't make it available for you i mean good lord brit goes out and risks her life to basically shoot an arrow at a bear up to 900 pounds. And I think that's worth something. I think that's worth a lot. Thank you, Britt, for doing that. Definitely is worth it. You know, like, um, like I just actually was made a matriarch of the month. Oh, cool. Yeah. So basically they wanted me to explain like, um, basically like how I do it and stuff like that. And it's basically, it's definitely worth it. Um, once you get to know, um, you know, black bear, um, sometimes I don't, honestly, sometimes I don't (coughs) shoot them all the time. Sometimes I just love to go out and just sit there and watch, Yeah, you know, it's it's the most peaceful thing in the world when you're just sitting there and you're just reminiscing, you know, you're just watching them, you know, like that's basically how I learned to hunt on my own is basically you just go out there, you sit and you watch and you observe, you know, their, um, their behavior, um, how they smell, you know, different wind directions, uh, different tracking, um, basically anything. So to carry the knowledge and experience that I have today is definitely makes it all worth it. I I'm still picturing you putting a bear in a stroller. Way <laughs> cool. <laughs> it probably doesn't say on the box, not suitable for bears or only takes up to 20 pounds. You know? <laughs> is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? If you have yeah. questions, just ask. <laughs> we had a lady comment on a post, um, a few weeks ago and some people started giving their slack for it and we were just like hey you know like uh just ask the question yeah if they don't know the answer it's better to just ask and you know there's always going to be somebody out there that has something negative to say i mean people drink a lot of haterade (laughs) put down the haterade karen (laughs) (laughs) so we just like the people to ask you know don't assume and if you don't know Feel free PM us if you're not comfortable asking on a, on a post or mm-hmm. if you are asked, we'll get back to you as quick as we can. I like that. And I, I really do love the idea of a safe place for people to ask questions who really are respectful coming into the question and all that. Um, as you know, native chalk talk is, 
it's, well, the tagline is a podcast by natives for all, because I think that there's a lot that we can learn from each other. Um, and I've had a lot of people approach me that are non-native and they've been afraid to ask me questions and, you know, I hope this is okay to ask, but, and I'm like, that's what I'm here for. You know, I really want people to be able to feel like they can ask questions and not, um, feel like they're going to be judged or it's the wrong question or it's not sensitive enough. Although I do appreciate the respect. I really do. So, um, thank you for making a good, good, safe place for people to come and ask you how everything works. So be sure to support this great business and all that Brit and Taylor are doing out there and say a little prayer for Brit every time she goes out there and works with the bears and uh, yeah, cookie to both of you. Thank you so much for, uh, for this great opportunity. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Native Chalk Talk. Be sure to join our community on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Simply search for Native Chalk Talk. That's Native C-H-O-C-T-A-L-K. And check us out at nativechalktalk.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're going to love it. Yakoki. Thank you, my friends.